The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. for a few minutes this morning on the God of miracles. We declared that this month would be a month of healing and miracles and I'm going to preach this this morning and continue next Sunday morning. Go with me to our verse that we actually used last Sunday when I talked about he's a healing Jesus from the book of Mark. Chapter 16, Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. God confirms his word with signs following. That's what he does. Can you say amen? Now God is a God of the supernatural. He's a God of signs and wonders and miracles. From the dawn of creation, He's been showing forth his wonders. From right when you open up the word of God, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In actual fact, let's go there right now. Genesis chapter 1. When you look at creation, you see his handiwork. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light. And there was light that God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said that there be firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place. And let the dry land appear as it was so. And the Lord called the dry land earth. And the gathering together the waters, he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, 
the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit, oft its kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed, oft its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, oft its kind, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. And then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day and the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And then God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heavens. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly. And after their kind and every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas. And the fowls multiply in the earth in the evening and the morning with the fifth day. And then God said that the earth bring forth the li every living creature after its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so and God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, make man in our image, after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, that I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree which is in the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and every fowl of the earth, and for everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because it had rested from all the work which God created and made. And these are the generations of the heavens and the earth, when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord planted a garden in the east of Eden, and there he put man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made he uh, the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for the food. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the river went out of Eden to the water of the garden, and from thence it parted into four heads. And the first became Pison, and then which is Comp, 
uh, which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, and where there's gold, and the gold of the land is good, and there's bedellum and onyx stone, and the name of the second river is Gihon, and the, the same, it encompassed the whole land of Ethiopia, and the name of the third river is Hedekal, that is which goes east towards the east of Assyria, and forth is Euphrates. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden you may eat freely of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it, for the day you eat thereof you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof and Adam gave name to all the cattle and the fowls of the air and to every beast of the field but for Adam there was found not a help meet for him and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof and the rib which the Lord made taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. So Adam even named her. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So they were clothed in the glory of God. And we could go into chapter 3, which talks about the temptation and everything, but we'll leave it at that. What I want you to see that in the creation spoke of the glory of God and the God of the miraculous, the God that said light be, the God that caused all of these things to be made manifest and just spoke it into existence. That's why you and I have the ability to speak because he made man in his image, after his likeness, and with his ability. And obviously, we are not creator, we are creation, but he's given us the same ability to speak, and we can actually speak things into existence. That's why the Bible tells you about the power of your words and the power of your tongue to either speak life or speak death. And you can basically speak it. I've been speaking a lot of things for many years, and now suddenly, yea, verily, they come to pass. Amen. Amen. Now, so from the dawn of creation, the whole of creation speaks of his glory. You can't stand at any place. When you look at the mighty oceans, when you look and stand and look at the Grand Canyon, when you see the mighty, uh, uh, you know, Victoria Falls, when you see the mighty Zambezi River as it just cuts its way through Africa, when you stand at these places that are called the wonders of the world, you see his handiwork. When you look at the stars and the heavens, you see that he's a God of miracles, the God of the miraculous. Are you with me? I heard that Saturn's rings are going to be not visible for one year because of the axis. It'll turn like this. It'll be like looking at a sheet of paper held sideways. You can't see anything. And for the next year, you'll just see Saturn, but the moons will be available to see. And then after that, it'll access again, and you'll be able to see the rings again. He made all of that. He created all of that. The devil didn't create that. In the stars, his handiwork I see. The human eye, that each eye is, is totally different from the other. 
Each fingerprint is totally different. That's why they use fingerprints as your identity. Are you with me? Or your eye, because it is distinctly you. Who can do these things? Only the God of miracles can do these things. In Daniel chapter 4 and verse 3, it says, How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. That's why the devil is frantic right now doing everything that he can because he knows that his time is up. He knows that the return of the king is soon. And he knows that his time is coming where he'll be committed for all eternity and cast into that lake of fire which is reserved for him and all of his demonic hordes. There's nothing he can do to change that. He can't even get out of it. It's etched in the eternal plan of God. That's why he hates you because you represent your heavenly father. And he doesn't like it when you get full of the Holy Ghost and you walk around and start talking things and you begin to speak things into existence. He doesn't like that. And that's why he tries to come and discourage you. But God is a God of miracles. Can you say amen? amen. He spoke everything into existence and you can do the exact same thing. I spoke my wife into existence. Somebody said, you mean she didn't exist and you just called her? No, she was there. The Lord had her, but I didn't know who she was. But I began to say, the Lord has the right one for me. And I know when I see her that it'll be the right one because I will have a witness within myself. And it won't just be because she's pretty. It'll be because the Lord will show me that's my wife. And I was praying fervently for a wife. And when I walked in that day, I knew that she was my rib. I just knew. She was my rib. She came out of me, okay? I don't believe that. It's fine. I can't help it. You married your foot. Now, move right along. <laughs> he made man... And man was made for the supernatural, and the supernatural was made for men. He made man to be a part of the miracles that he does. So when God does what he does, there are many times that he uses men to be involved in the miraculous, to cause it to come to pass. And you read scripture from Genesis to Revelation, all of the miracles that God did was always somebody that came along, an Abraham, an Isaac, a Jacob, a Moses, a Joshua, an Elijah, an Elisha, a Matthew, a Mark, a Luke, a John, a Paul, a you. They facilitated miracles in the time period that they lived in. But you are to facilitate the miraculous in this time period that we're living in right now. None of this is because of what we are doing. We are vessels and we yield ourselves to him. And he says, go do this, go say that, I'll be with you. And you go out there and your knees are knocking 
They're having fellowship one with the other, and you're a nervous wreck in the natural. Because you go, God, if, if you don't come through, I'm up the creek. I'm in trouble. But he says, you go. I'm going to be with you. Amen. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. You're going to see my hand. You're going to see my glory. I will not fail you. I'm not going to let you down. You're my child. I need you to go do this. Yes, Lord, I'll go do it. Amen. Hallelujah. The whole of the human race is a miracle. Just looking at people, you're looking at miracles. Look around you today and look at the miracles that are sitting around you. Every one of you is a miracle. There are some people today that are extreme miracles. Because if you knew where God brought them from, they shouldn't even be here. There are people sitting here today that should have been in hell already. You should have been dead. But God rescued you, brought you out, delivered you. Can you say amen? Somebody said, why did he do that? So that he could go and do miracles through you. Not one person here evolved. Somebody passed, I'm going through evolution right now. <laughs> one guy wanted to argue with me, he said he believed in evolution. And I wasn't going to argue with you. I said, you know what? Looking at you, I'm going to question my belief. Because you look like the missing link. And then he was insulted. I said, you started this. I didn't start it. You told me you believed in evolution. And when I looked at you, I come from Africa. We have monkeys there. Let me tell you. When I looked at you, I thought, hmm, I need to rethink what I believe. This guy is a walking specimen. You are not an evolution. You are a created being, a walking miracle. I mean, this is not to get into detail yet, but when I look at my wife, I look at all the intricacies of how she was made. I think to myself, what an artist. When God made man, it was a very simple creation, man. It's not complicated at all. Man just needs to be, you know, loved and get given food and he's fine. A woman is totally different, let me tell you. I don't know what's in the rib, but let me tell you right now. It is prime rib, and I'll just tell you right now. If you looked at man, he's got two buttons, and those buttons are pushed, he's happy. A woman has got like, it looks like a, the dash of a giant aircraft. 
And if you push the wrong button, alarms go off and everything goes wrong. You have to have, you, <laughs> you have to have the miraculous power of God just to learn how to function. Now, there are many people in the earth today that believe that God is not doing miracles. For whatever reason, he doesn't do miracles anymore. How many have ever heard people talk like that? Which I think is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life because everywhere we go, all we do is hear about miracles. Somebody said, well, the people are making it up. Go tell the person. <laughs> we, we, were down, we were down at the tent and uh, our security was down there and there were two people showed up at the tent on Sunday night. They wanted to, they said, we're gonna kill the Indian. We're gonna burn the tent down. And the one said, I'm, I know Pastor Rodney very well and he's a charlatan, we're gonna kick him out here. And the other one said, he knew Pastor Tom Lightly and we'll come in here, we're gonna burn this Indian out of town. And so Aaron says, listen, just leave, guys. He said, you know, I was raised from the dead this year. And the guy said, you're lying. <laughs> Aaron's our head of security that actually died and was raised from the dead the beginning of this year. And he's looking at the guy. He said, I was raised from the dead. The guy said, you lie. <laughs> and both of them said, I'm calling Pastor Rodney right now. <laughs> so Aaron said, call Pastor Rodney. <laughs> We don't believe in miracles. And then they always look at the vessel that's coming to bring the miracles. God's got all kinds of vessels, skinny vessels, tall vessels, thin vessels, large vessels, mega vessels. Light vessels, dark vessels, I don't want to hear anything about you being used of God and then you criticize the vessel that God's using. I'm talking about yourself. Somebody said, what do you do for a living? I work miracles and I facilitate miracles. You know, Mary did that, Mary did that. She pushed Jesus into turning water into wine. She facilitated the miracle, the first miracle he did in Cain of Galilee. 
That's why mothers can do some amazing things. I speak to every mother here. Some said, oh, I'm just a housewife and I have to homeschool my kids or whatever. You're dealing with, why, how many you got? Five. Five, Pastor, I have five. There could be five people that are going to change the world. And they entrust it to you. Don't sit and look at me like I'm just trying to appease you or pacify you. I'm trying to tell you. You don't know what that kid's going to go and do. And that all comes to your account. So, these people that preach this stuff that God doesn't do it anymore are what you call cessationists. They believe that everything stopped with the last apostle. I mean, this stuff is spreading like wildfire, all funded by Soros, all funded by the World Economic Forum, all funded by people that are anti the body of Christ, anti the church. They don't believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They will do anything they can to discredit what God's doing. So if somebody got healed, well, they weren't sick in the first place. They're making it up. They're paying the people to get miracles. I was in the tent on Friday night. Nobody was paid to do anything. There were real, genuine, fair dink and miracles taking place because you could see it on the face of the people as they testified what God did for them. The lady that couldn't eat, how long could she? Was it 10 years or something? She had total pains in her stomach. She could not swallow shit. Huh? She, she had five cancer surgeries. And she couldn't chew and couldn't eat. Kept throwing up. And this has been going on for years. A boldness come on him. He, he grabbed the bar, he opened up, he said, eat it in Jesus' name. <laughs> and she started to eat it. And her eyes got big and she got some water and she drank. She starts crying. She said, I can't believe it. I'm eating it right now. I was watching the woman eat. I, got so, I was so happy. I was crying. I was sitting there, oh my God. Because when you haven't eaten for a long time and you have pain, suddenly you can eat. Now you go tell that woman that she didn't get healed. And then he said, I'm paying for you to go have your first steak dinner. Yeah. Can you say amen? Again, why would you even want to spend time even talking to people that don't want to believe that God is still a God of the miraculous? These people are liars. They're frauds. God's always been on the move. Always from the dawn of creation, he's on the move. And he's moving by his spirit. Signs and wonders, miracles. That's what you're going to do this week. Miracles are going to be wrought by your hands as you go, as you're about your daily business. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come here, Aaron. He died. He was dead. He's the head of our security. He dropped dead in this service and was dead. Dead. D E A D, double D, dead. Here he is, alive. (laughs) 
So go tell the world that he still raises the dead. It was always like wound up like a rubber band that was about to snap at any moment. When he came back from the dead, he's calm. I've never seen him so calm. He's always smiling. He's happy now. He was always like on the edge. On the edge. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. He was always on the edge. Look at him. You know, there's a couple of people here at the church. I wish I could arrange a death experience for you too. So when you come back, things will be different. But God didn't want to believe. He said, you make it, you lying. No, he didn't lie. We're not, we're not traveling around the world to go make up stories. Now, I said this whole month, but I'm just going to declare this through the end of the year because I feel they're so strong here today. Yes. Somebody said, well, pastor, what miracles can I expect to see? Here's what I'm believing the Lord for. Now, you can write down whatever you believe in the Lord. This is what I'm believing the Lord for. I'm believing for miracles of salvation. Now, you say, well, you see people saved all the time. Yes, but I am believing for people to get saved that no one would even believe that they would even get saved because people had already written them off and said they'll never get saved. A, mir a miraculous salvation, but from someone that everybody said, <laughs> never, ever. Somebody said, why? Because that's going to flip the whole narrative yes. where people say, you know, only some will be saved. God's going to shock you in who's going to get saved. And I believe even between now and the end of this year that we're going to see miraculous salvations take place. And for some of you, that might be a family member that you've already said, it's done. They'll never come back. And God's going to show you his miraculous power where that family member is going to get saved. I'm talking about saved, 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 saved. Every time you see them, you'll weep. You'll go pinch them and go, look at this miracle. Look at this miracle. Look at this miracle. Everybody say, miraculous salvation. That's what I'm believing the Lord for. I'm believing that for in all the cities that we go to. In each city, one key person. One key person that everybody in the town or the city knows. Miraculously turned. The town drunk. The town terrorist. Hello. Where God just supernaturally saves them. And it's the talk of the town. Everywhere people go. We saw that happen in the city of Juneau, Alaska. Where the most renowned homeless man in the town got saved and got on fire for God and went everywhere leading people to Jesus. Yeah, the leading homeless dude. Everyone knew him. But now he was preaching. Went into every bar and just knew every, he knew every drunk. So it didn't matter what they did, he just walked in and started preaching to them. There was nothing off limits to him. Everybody say miraculous salvations. Then miracles of deliverance. People that are totally bound by the devil. 
I mean, I'm talking about lunatics. I'm talking about people totally bound by the enemy where doctors can do nothing, where medical science can do nothing, where psychiatrists can do absolutely nothing, where God comes and delivers them and sets them free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the man of Gadara kind of stuff. Hallelujah. Imagine there's somebody in the city who's totally demonized and everybody just writes them off. They'll never get set. And then suddenly you find them clothed in their right mind. <laughs> Somebody goes, what in the world has happened? It's a miracle working God. He's a God of miracles. Yeah. Glory to God. Expect miraculous salvations. Expect miraculous deliverances. Then miracles of healings, where people have given, been given up by medical science. They're being given up by the doctors. You have a rare tropical disease. Only one in four billion people get it. <laughs> You're one of two people on the planet to have this rare tropical disease. Incurable, rare. No solution in the natural. And then suddenly, Hallelujah. the hand of God. Somebody said, well, who's going to do these miracles? You'll be facilitators of these miracles. You'll be facilitators of these miracles. And then as what you've heard already here today, miracles of provision. Supernatural miracles of provision. Somebody said, well, I don't know how they're going to get what they're going to Well, maybe you can be the one to deliver that. Somebody just texted me now and said, you told me in uh, uh, 19, 2016, you said to me, you're going to give Jonathan a plane. They reminded me of that. Well, did I give it to him? No, I facilitated it. But I wanted him to have one. Because he needed one. So you'll be, you'll be the facilitator of that financial miracle coming to people. That would mean that you are blessed. That would mean that the divine grace of heaven is upon you. Now, Donica, I don't know what you're going to do tonight, but I feel that tonight is going to be a special grace that's going to come upon every person in the place tonight. Just... I mean, you're with me all the time. We talk along these lines. Something's going to be released over the whole house here tonight. Miracles of provision, supernatural miracles of provision that will not only just meet the needs of a family, but as in the case of what we saw in Kenya, actually help a nation for three months. They said, what you've done is going to help us for three months. I thought, I, I thought it was too little. They said, no, you don't understand. This is going to help us for three months. This will make up the short, what we short. And I thought, well, I mean, 500 tons, that's not enough. I mean, that's not much. Imagine the day we could walk in with 20,000 tons. And we, we're able to take care of a whole nation's problems. Listen, I'm believing God for some big things. As you've heard, we've already been talking along these lines. Miracles of provision. This is what's going to happen between now and Christmas. All of these things. Miracles of salvation. Miracles of deliverance. Miracles of healing. Miracles of provision. And then miracles of protection, which 
God will use you to actually protect people. Where the Lord will speak to you, say, call this person right now. Tell them to be careful. God will speak to you in the night hours, and they'll be able to save themselves. I'm telling you right now, nothing will come upon the church unawares. Nothing's going to happen suddenly to the people of God. There will be miraculous, miraculous, supernatural protection that shall be God's people. Hallelujah. I saw the World Health Organization just released a statement to say that we have to watch out now because there's a very deadly strain of mosquito that is now going to be a major problem in the years to come. And we have to do something about it. Just one bite from that mosquito will be the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Well, I mean, didn't they just release millions of mosquitoes here in the state of Florida? Yes, they did. Huh? May every mosquito that bites you may drop dead right at your feet in Jesus' name. May the word get out to the other mosquitoes. Do not bite a river member. If you bite them, you will die. You will die a death. May mosquitoes be afraid of you. And then supernatural miracles of favor. Favor. Just wherever you go. This week's, this week and the rest of this month is going to be a supernatural walk of favor everywhere you walk. Everywhere you go. Everywhere. Everywhere you go. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a God of miracles. Say this after me. He is a God of miracles. My father, my daddy. You tell the devil out there, tell the world out there, my daddy bigger than your daddy. Somebody said, Pastor, should I be expecting these? Yes. Miracles of salvation, miracles of deliverance, miracles of healing, miracles of provision, miracles of protection, miracles of favor. You'll be a part of it, and you'll be facilitating it. In other words, you'll show favor on somebody. Everybody's at different levels. There's so many stories I could tell you right now, but I've I got to be careful because I'll, I'll go for an hour just on these things. That's why I have to continue this next Sunday. Somebody said, you mean you wake up every day expecting these things? Oh, yeah. These are just a few. Just a few.
You know, we were praying about going back into the city of Phoenix for one night. We found a church that had called into the ministry. I got them on the phone. I got the pastor on the phone. They said, Pastor Rodney, you made my day. You called me. We would love to host you for one night. He said, can I get my wife on the phone? I said, yes, she gets on the phone. She starts shouting. She said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. Pastor Ronnie, I said, yes. She said, when you got arrested, you helped us. Your mugshot told us everything we need to do. said, we never kept our church closed in Phoenix. We have a daycare. We have a school. We have everything. We kept, we stood, and we never shut the church down. We can't wait for you to come. I mean, just it was supernatural. We are so excited that you are coming, and we were just talking about the next level of the harvest. We don't know where we're going to put the people. I said, okay, just jam them in everywhere. Put them outside with screens. And then we found a place 20 minutes away, another church. It was one of the churches that hosted us when we went back there all those years ago. He had just called the church here two weeks before so we looked at it, I thought it was too close. We called, they said, no, we'll work together. It's like the Lord's stamping a whole region of Phoenix that's gonna be hit with soul winners in the harvest. I'm telling you, I was just sitting there shaking my head. I said, I tell you, God's doing something. So Sunday night, in a few weeks time, I'm gonna hit the one church. Monday night, I'm gonna hit the other church. They're all excited, they're gonna work together. And I tell you, it's like a whole thing that God is doing them. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Open doors. God set before you an open door that no man can shut. And there's some things in the, in the governmental realm that I can't get into right now that has to do with this whole trip that we will be meeting with while we're in Phoenix at the highest levels of government in America. I'm telling listen. That's why I can't tell you the full thing. I just told you about the plane, but I can't tell you the full thing of everything that is happening here. The stuff that's about to be released. I'm talking about oil. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Listen, listen, you better get ready. I'm telling you, people are not ready. If the stuff we talk about offends religious people, they ain't ready. They'll be choking. They'll be choking by January because of what God is doing. Whole churches are going to spring up. Churches are going to be planted at an ever-increasing rate. I'm telling you, it's not, going to take, it's not going to take two years to go plant a church. Churches are going to be planted in a matter of weeks. In a matter of three weeks, whole churches will be planted. Listen, I don't have time to show you what's happening. The church in Tijuana, we went in there one night, 48 hours notice, and now we built this whole church, seats 500. I just gave him money to make it up for 1,500 seater. It's already going up. I'll have to show you the pictures. We're gonna have a 1,500 seater auditorium in Tijuana, Mexico, that started out of one meeting, out of one service. He told me, he said, Pastor, listen to me. He said, we're going to build churches all the way down Baja, California. Every 30 miles, we're going to put a church now. And they, they're all going to be river churches. 
He came to the Breakthrough Conference. He called me. He said, you won't believe it. I get up. He said, you're not going to believe what happened, Pastor. I said, what happened? He said, joy broke out and hit the whole church. Everybody get joy. I got joy. I got joy. I got impartation of joy, Pastor. He said, you have a river running in Mexico right now. I'm telling you, there's going to be an acceleration of it. It's all headed towards that, and you'll see it happen. And everybody's going to be right smack dab in the middle of it, and you're going to be the ones doing the miracles, and you're going to be the ones facilitating the miracles. So let me close with this. When I see you, I don't see what other people say about you. I don't care what other people say about you. I see you in the completed work at Calvary of what the Lord has made you. And I see you doing exactly what God has called you to do. And this has got nothing to do with age. It's got nothing to do with nationality. It's got nothing to do with how much money you have in the bank. This has to do with just you as a human being sitting here today, those that are watching my wave television, what God is going to do with you. Can you say amen? My name is Rodney Brown, and I approve this message. I want everybody to close your eyes, if you would, please. Two things will happen now. I'm going to give it a call for people that want to accept Jesus. We'll make right with him, come back, and then we're going to receive communion, and then the service will be history. While heads are bowed, now it's closed. If you've come here today, you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus, my Lord and Savior, but today I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior. Would you surrender to him today? Would you say, Jesus, come and be my Lord and my Savior? What would happen if you breathed out your last breath? Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? One of the things the Lord said to me in the early hours of March the 17th, he said, tell the people how much I love them. I love them so much. He said, they're not ready for my coming, but I'm going to get them ready for my coming. Will you surrender to him today? Will you say, yes, Lord Jesus? Maybe you're watching on television across America and around the world on the satellites and on the streams. And you say, today I surrender my life to him. Come, Lord Jesus. Come and have your way in me come. He calls you today. He calls you today. You might never have another opportunity, but today could be your final moment where you surrender to him. Maybe the big miracle today is you. Maybe you're sitting here and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should, but today I'm coming back. Today I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Today he calls you. Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord? Maybe something hidden. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, hidden things that clogged the heart of man. But today he said, I will take out the stony heart and put it in a heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will up within you. 
Maybe something outward that everyone can see. In other words, it's something that you feel embarrassed about and you feel, well, what's the use? Everybody knows. But God's a God of a second chance and a new beginning. Will you surrender to him and say, yes, Lord? He loves you. He loves you. Maybe it's not hidden or outward as we described. Maybe a storm came against your life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world. But today you say, I'm coming back. Today I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Today the joy of my salvation is going to be restored back to me. Maybe you're here today and you say, I love the Lord, but I'm not sure my salvation. The devil's always lying to me, telling me that I'm not saved. But today I want to make sure. If you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right now. Remember, God deals with everything by your temperature of your heart. You're either hot, lukewarm, or cold. He said, don't be lukewarm. This is the time to be on fire for God. If you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Quickly. Put your hand up and say, pray for me. Pray for me. I need Jesus right now. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Put your hand up right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Raise up high. Thank you. Anybody else? Other hands? Slip it up high and say, yes, Lord. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I want you to look at me on this side here, which would be considered the west side of the pavilion. If you didn't raise your hand but want to be included, just quickly put your hand up and say, include me. Anybody else? I see your hand. I've already seen your hand. Anybody else? Slip it up high. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This section here in the middle, you didn't raise your hand but want to be included. Slip the hand up right now and say, include me. Quickly. Anybody else? Thank you. In the middle, all the way to the back. And then on the far side, yeah, you didn't raise your hand. This would be considered the east side. If you didn't raise your hand, slip your hand up right now and say, include me. Right over there, right back there. Thank you. I want every person to raise your hand to stand right now all across this field. Stand to your feet. I want you to come from where you are and come stand right there. We're going to pray. Come. Come. Come right now. To follow Jesus. I have decided. Turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. 
the world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Now, as you know, the bulk of the salvations this week or the past weeks come in because the congregation is winning souls in everywhere, the primary schools, high schools, universities, in the streets. But thank God for those that have come here today. We're going to pray one prayer. One prayer fits all. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. I want you to just close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven, pray this after me, believe it in your heart, and say it with your mouth. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you, Father, I come to you. in the precious name, precious name. Of, your son, Jesus. of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your words, if I confess, with my mouth, my mouth. Jesus, Jesus is my Lord, is my Lord. And, my and my Savior. And I believe in my heart, in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. From the dead. I, will I will be saved. So Father, right now, so Father, right now I, confess I confess Jesus, Jesus is my Lord, is my Lord and, my and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in the heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. And use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven. Because Jesus is in my heart. And I thank you right now. Now just lift both hands and just begin to thank him right now. Just thank him right now. Just thank him right now. Just thank him right now. Every yoke, every chain is broken and destroyed off of your life right now. Every bondage, every addiction, every spirit of witchcraft that's come against your life is broken. I set you free by the power of the blood of Jesus from this day. You walk from this place changed and transformed, not by the hand of man, but by the hand of the Lord. And from this day, a holy boldness come upon you to tell other people about Jesus. From this very day, 
the Lord shall use you. Father, we thank you for each and every one of them now. Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 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 This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.